not clans. And the other to Corey Haim, is that right? Yeah, there's there's actually four dedications. One to my grandfather, one to Corey Haim, one to uh, Michael Jackson. Majestic, who is also a friend of Michael's. Mm-hmm. There's so. going to be some MJ moves coming here in a minute. Um, does it kind of come no a MJ moves. moves. No, yeah, it's kind of a similar style of dance because we grew up dancing together. So okay. he was my idol, obviously, and a lot of my influences. Shall we get You have that feeling. It's about to go down in here. We're I also have it. it. Let's do this. We're going to go for Take it. Take it away. Here we go. Uh, and maybe the Grammys were better. <laughs> maybe the Grammys were better than the Avoiding Babylon show. <laughs> they had to be better than that. Well, not, I want to make everyone listen to the entire song, but we spared them. Do you listen to me? You got a lot of people don't realize that Corey Feldman taught Michael Jackson all his dance moves. I mean, they were, you know, they grew up together as according to him. Like, you know, he, he influenced it, Michael. Michael quite a bit older. I believe so. But Corey Feldman's <laughs> delusional and he believes he taught Michael Jackson all his moves. So um <laughs> very creepy. We are back. We are back to our usual foolish selves, everyone. <laughs> A lot of I don't know if that's a the... good thing or a bad thing, but it's what you get. A lot of heaviness over the past couple of shows, so we figured, <clears throat> Rob and I decided, let's tone it down a bit, and let's just get back to our goofy selves. We'll play some Corey Feldman for everybody. We do have some fun videos for everyone. Um, the Everyone knows about, who am I to judge? Everyone knows how uh, all the videos from the Grammy thing, right? The, oh, Rob, you know what I forgot to send you, actually? I, I know we said we weren't going to play um, the actual video from the Grammys because yeah. they were so disgusting, but there's actually a little clip at the end of this. Uh, where the heck are my photos? Uh, 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 um, so there's this little clip, and I don't know if everybody saw it that I wanted to show you. Um, it's only 20 seconds long, so let me see. Yeah, if you want to send it. I'm going to send it right now. Well, you do that. I just, for anyone who watched Saturday, or no, Sunday, Sunday show, I want you to think back to the part where Anthony started to talk about his wife and said, you know, and I warned him. He's like, no, no, she'll never watch this. She'll never watch this. 
Well, she did watch it, and I I haven't heard the fallout the fallout of that yet. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. I'm do it. She, she goes. All right. So what happened was I she kind of knew I was upset, right? The whole drama that's been going on. So she knew I was upset. All right. I sent the, I sent the video. We're gonna play. So, but she kind of knew I was upset, and um, like I you know I told him like you know we had to take videos down and stuff. So I was at work, and she's starts watching the videos and she watched the explanation video where I'm like, I mentioned, I mentioned the fight at my in-laws and then I talk about the Anthony show. I thought she was going to be mad. She thought it was funny. You know what you, you know what she really, you know what she really thought was funny? Uh, The, uh, the Ace Ventura bit. The Ace Ventura bit. She thought was really funny. (laughs) When I was talking about like feeling dirty and you had the plunger and you were, you know, yanking the plunger. After around. I did that, because I saw myself doing that on camera, right? Yeah. I'm like, people who watch that movie are going to get it and laugh. People who don't watch that yeah. movie are going to be absolutely scandalized by what that looked like. <laughs> That's true, man. But yeah, I was so worried. She was like, she's like, I actually thought the video was kind of funny. You did all right, babe. You did all right. She. <laughs> She went back and watched the the Joe video, and she had the same opinion as I did. That it was just kind of you know whatever. So, like, um, but yeah, let's not even get into any of that. But uh, yep. I did send you the thing from the Grammys. Yep, it's uploading now. So the thing about the Grammys was we don't want to show like the satanic imagery, but there was something so crazy about this. Little, it's a twenty second clip I'm sending you that is really mind blowing. That it just shows how intertwined everything is. Now I. I've obviously seen some of the tweets, you know, about it, but I haven't really watched any of it, including this clip. So we'll see how this goes. Um, Sam graciously wanted me to accept this award because I'm the first uh, transgender woman to win this award. Just a perfect display of everything and how it all fits together. Yeah. You have demon worship. You have the first trans whatever. Then you have hell. And then you have sponsored by them. It's just <laughs> amazing. Like it really was the audacity of these people. You know, and a lot of people probably when they when they think of Pfizer, right? They think of the last few years of insanity as far as COVID and stuff. But you gotta remember Pfizer also makes a ton of money off of all the transition like drugs and stuff. Absolutely. Like, that. like, like they want to push this stuff as much as possible because they are making billions. Now the thing is also like we're falling right for it, right? Because the reason they did this is to get us yapping about it and we're all doing it now look this is this goes back to back in the day when i mean look we listen to a lot of heavy metal bands right like you go back to ozzy osbourne biting biting the bat's head off yeah so this has been going on for a long time but the the, but the but the gender thing mixed in with it and the the thing is like a couple weeks ago i was texting you and i was like i'm really hopeful for the last of us on hbo the preview I could tell you had never. Obviously, I know you're not a gamer. 
No. But you had clearly never played the game because that storyline, while not quite as bad in the game, is there. So, so well, I don't know. I don't. All right. So from what I hear, the, what I'm about to talk about is not from the game. It's an added thing that they put in. But so I love a good zombie flick, right? Like I, I love the first three seasons of The Walking Dead. The first three seasons were really good of The Walking Dead. And then it jumped to shark and it just got repetitive and nonsensy. But like, a, like I really liked, um, uh, what was the other video game? Um, had Mila Jovovich in it. Uh, um, oh, I know what you got. Oh. Come on. Cause it was, come it on. was a video. I mean, it's a long series. It's still going on. I, oh, uh, come on. Mila Jovovich. It has Umbrella Corp. Umbrella Corp. Exactly. Come on. Someone in the chat. Come on. What's up, people? Come on. Someone's what are you guys doing? Ask. Somebody has to know this. Um, I, mean, I yeah, can't believe this. It's a zombie horse. Resident Evil. Yep. Resident Evil. Thank there you. we go. Okay. Thank you. So I really do like the first couple of Resident Evil movies. Uh, there's definitely a few of them I really liked, you know, um, the one with Raccoon City and stuff. So I remember liking those. I liked the first three seasons of Walking Dead. I was the previews for this show looked great. Um <laughs> <laughs> you just say Rod Rod Blagojevich, <laughs> Mila Jovovich. All those people sound this. Is it, wait, Rod Blagojevich was the what do guy. You, mean, you people, that's who that is. The the uh, Illinois governor who went to jail for selling Barack Obama's Senate seat. Oh, I knew, I knew, I knew he was a senator or something. I knew he was involved in politics. So it's funny because he. He's got the whole like Italian mob boss feel from Chicago, but yet that last name is totally Czech. Blagojevich. But he acts like you. <laughs> he acts like. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So I go in now. Episodes one and two are awesome, like really awesome, and I really enjoyed them. And I'm telling you, I'm like, dude, I'm really liking the show so far. Episode three comes along. Episode three has this guy who's a prepper. And when I say prepper, like this guy was looking forward to the end of the world. He looks like a lumberjack, right? This guy, he's like, they, they make him out to look like a, a, a Trump, a Trump uh, d- deplorable with a, with a huge beard. And he's got guns and ammo. Like you can't imagine. He's got a, he's got his own power plant that he's ready to work off of. This guy is set for the apocalypse. I mean, he's basically a Mormon. Yeah. He's, <laughs> this guy's, this guy's crazy. So, they all of a sudden they have some guy falls in a trap that he sets and he goes out and he tells the guy, you got to leave. Dude, they set up this gay storyline that when I tell you, so he's supposed to be this, supposed to be this prepper and this bad, you know what? Like, like total, you know, crazy guy. And all of a sudden this guy comes and he just puts his hand on him. And it's like, we're supposed to believe this straight guy is just going to flip because you know, why not? It's 2023. And, it's just a it's just a matter of if we just feed those people the storyline enough, they'll they'll get softened to it, you know? Like that's really what they think. They have this they lack the understanding. Now, to be uh, fair, it has worked on most of the population. I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on you there. You cannot tell me there is a single straight person on you planet Earth. You say this all the time and you're absolutely right. Listen, Anytime I, a guy sees two guys kissing, no matter how progressive they think they might be it's instant <laughs> there's no scenario i don't care what you say i don't care how how big of an ally they are i don't care listen to me my wife 
is like you have no idea. Is her best friend's gay? If she sees two guys kiss, she just it's just, she can't help it. It's just not. It's not. It's it's just a visceral reaction that you have, right? So I'm just saying I don't I don't care how often they feed us the storyline. There's still something appalling for a straight guy to see that. And I don't care. Like you could be the most liberal, whatever. It's just a <laughs> this is very synodal discussion nonsense. <laughs> well, it is. It's about it's all about. There's just something about seeing that that just it just yeah. conjures up something, right? So but, now, so now it goes from that into uh so they play out this whole storyline it's like they condense 20 years into one episode and they show them meeting they show them having falling in love they show uh the the burly guy the the prepper he gets shot in the gut and the other guy nurses him back to health and then the next scene all of a sudden you see is the the guy who nurses the the burly guy back to health all of a sudden seems to have some terminal disease and now the show goes from this Gay romance might be <laughs> goes from gay romance to uh, medical assistance and dying. This the, the propaganda in this episode was so insane. So now it goes from from you know the the gay romance to now it's the old guy has this terminal disease and he's asking the burly guy. I just I'm asking you, can we have one last day? And then I want you to overdose me in my bottle of wine and let me die in peace. And what they wind up doing is the two of them overdose and die in peace. Like it was, a, it was a, it was an entire episode of propaganda on a level that made me just want to throw up from every aspect. From the, and all I heard afterward was everybody going crazy about how amazing this episode was, and it just showed how important the human touch is. It was, it was so disgusting. Like I wanted to flip out and all i wanted to do is come on here and talk about how insane we are getting with the medical assistance and dying thing like we have people now traveling to canada to die like that's literally what's happening you have people all over the world that are, are traveling to die and they're and they're doing it they're not just saying if you're terminally ill they're saying like like there's <clears throat> there's a story of uh somebody who, now de- depression is eligible mm-hmm. um, i think they're trying to they're trying to push it to where just being low income makes you eligible. You know, basically yeah. if you're poor, you're not worth, not worth living. Right. So there, there's actually a story of somebody who went to transition and there was so many horror stories from their transition and the doctors, <laughs> Anthony, you seem depressed. You have to sense to help you. <laughs> I wouldn't talk like this if we were in Canada. Like they probably would send somebody to come and get me. Mental illness, they'd, they'd consider you insane. and They'd they would lock me up. And we're going to get to Canada soon, too, because there's another story out of Canada we're going to talk tonight. Now, the um, this, this person transitioned. They had all these horrible effects happen to them. And now everybody talks about Canada's free me- medical things, you know, Canada's, you know, free healthcare system. This person, I don't even know which way they transition, is in such horrific condition that they just want to leave the earth like they just don't want to handle it so they're telling their story about the horror of the transition and they're also going through the maid program now the canada's telling they're them, so so conflicted but they're like well we want to kill them because we want to kill everyone but we can't make it look like we're killing them because they're depressed from transition yeah. 
It really what is this do we do here, crazy. Ca- it's so funny how all the stories we're going to talk about tonight kind of fit together, right? Yep. Because everyone pray for them. They live in Canada. I we do. We I mean, look, you guys showed some real spunk during that trucker convoy, and it was a really, really inspiring thing for us to see. But you guys are just sitting down and watching. Should we? What should we go? A teenager gets arrested. Want to go with that story? Yeah. A teenager in Canada gets arrested. So we're going to show you how all these stories intertwine tonight, guys. Because everything is connected. It all has to do with the Grammys, and it all has to do with the HBO series, and it all everything that we're going to talk about tonight. This is one big. You're going to see bookend happen tonight. Rob lives in South Canada, <laughs> aka Minnesota. So Ontario police arrest Josh Alexander, who protested boys in girls' bathrooms for attending class. Now, Rob, you know you read this story. I didn't. Yes. So, um, I mean, I could read through it, but basically, just to summarize it. So this, this is he is seventeen or eighteen, something like that, and. Um, of course, in Canada, you know, you just have to claim to be the other gender and you can go in that locker room, that bathroom, whatever. And he says that some girls were making it pretty well known that they were very uncomfortable about uh, a, a man, a boy going into their bathroom. Right. Um, so he he spoke up about that. And he also um, wouldn't use this boy's prefer preferred pronouns. So he was given um, at the end of last year, not last school year, last calendar year, he was suspended for the rest of like the winter semester. Um, so he, he didn't go to school for that. Um, the suspension was supposed to only last that, you know, that end of the semester. But then the principal of the school decided to, um, I guess they have a process called like exclusion in Canada in Canadian schools where a principal, for whatever reason, can just choose to keep a a kid out of school with no actual suspension, no actual expulsion, just kind of on the whim of the principal. So this kid was excluded from school for the rest of the year. But because, like I said, it was just on the whim of the principal, he decided to to show up for school um, anyways and was actually arrested for going to school. This is this is insane. Like, inclusive Canada has gone so far that they're willing to take this insanity out on a seventeen-year-old kid. Who I first of all, I love this kid's hat because you know it just triggers them. The red, even though it doesn't say MAGA, it's (laughs) basically a MAGA hat for Canada, and you know they're insane over that. And this kid has a set of cojones. I mean, he is the Canadian Enoch Burke at this point, right? Yeah. So, so this is him actually being arrested by the by the cop, put in a cop car outside of school for going to school. How do you, as a policeman? It, oh, I forgot to mention, this is a Catholic high school. <laughs> a Catholic high school. Does the bishop have any say over this? No, right, because right? Like the, their their Catholic schools are government. Are, Government, yeah. Essentially government. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know that much about Canada that I would know how to... uh, Like, I know they have those... um, What are they they called? Like, the human rights commissions there, right? Like, they don't have freedom of speech in Canada. They have human rights commissions where if you offend somebody, you end up 
going before this human rights commission where I remember there was a comedian years ago who made a joke about a handicapped kid and they find them like $200,000 and you know, it's pretty wacky up in Canada. So, um, but this also ties into the Enoch Burke story. And Enoch Burke was just on the news this morning, Rob, do you have that link? Did I send you that one? Yep. You guys, it's crazy how all of these stories are interconnected tonight because Enoch Burke is, is somebody, everyone, especially in Ireland, everyone has, this witness standing before the, their whole country and just refusing to back down this guy. And I hope that people in Ireland and around the world are supporting this guy because look at, listen to what he's up with. Listen to what he's dealing with. Um, I hope everyone can hear this one. It plays. No sound. The little bot. You see? Yeah, there you go down there. Well, uh, it was, I, I, don't think I was like hearing it. it. So you should have, hold on. I might have done the wrong thing. Yep, I did the wrong thing. Here we go. And I will say, first yep. of all, I've worked here at the school for four long years. Uh, and I've, I'm well respected by parents and by students, and I've served them well, and I'm great. Now, I guess for those who may not know, this man from Ireland was a teacher at, well, at this, well, I don't know if it was this school, but at a school and was... He was put in jail, right, for contempt of court. Yeah, um, all stemming from refusing to use uh, preferred pronouns again, right? Yep. Okay. So grateful for that. But of course, as we know, a day came when uh, I was asked to. I was ordered. I was ordered to accept transgenderism, to accept transgender beliefs and transgender ideology, and that's something I, of course, I can't do that. It's against my religious beliefs. And I have a religious belief and have a right to work by that belief. And I can't even say that I'm dismissed because the purported dis disciplinary meeting from last week, as we all know, was a total, totally shambolic. This judgment of Omur this morning, this is the first of its kind in the history of the state. We're in 2023. And Judge Brian Omur is fining me for my religious beliefs. And even a court, even finding something in these circumstances, this is even the first of its kind, one of the first of its kind in that matter, but the first of its kind ever for a judge of the high court. What has become of us as a nation to find somebody for their religious beliefs? The judgment states, uh, Brian Amur states that I will be fined 700 euro per day from tomorrow. And as he says himself in his judgment, that's 5,000 euro per week. 5,000 euro per week. Enoch, will you be paying that and, fine or will you be purging your contempt? And before we move on from that point, we're at a time in this country where people are at their wits' end uh, with the cost of everything, as we know, the cost of fuel, the cost of putting bread on the table, clothes on children's backs, grocery bills <coughs> gone up. And Brian O'Meara, judge of the High Court, has sat down and said to himself that not only will you have to pay for all those things, but you now have to be paid for your religious belief. He'll make you a pauper for the profession of your religious belief. I'm a teacher, I'm a young teacher. I've spent the last four years scraping together, I've been fortunate to scrape, scrape together what I have for a house deposit. And many others in my own shoes are, are like that also. There are people on the bread line, sadly. You wanna know what's crazy? Like uh, we were talking today uh, in the Telegram about um, where are the saints today, right? Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, it didn't dawn on me until just now when we watched that video, right? Like, we were in our Telegram today, we were saying, like, where's the the modern-day Padre Pio? 
you know? And the thing is, there's, there's a sanctity looks different in different scenarios, right? Like some, some, some saints, uh, we don't see their sanctity. You know, they're not work. They're not miracle workers like Padre Pio, but they're living these quiet lives of holiness. But when you have a guy like this, Enoch Burke standing up where the whole world has this pressure against it, like this guy's a martyr. Like for you to think that any less of him is crazy. I, I would just caution. We're not, he is a Protestant. So we're not like, canonizing. I, oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was Catholic. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Protestant. Okay. I'm so, sorry about well, that. I didn't know that. Obviously he needs to convert, but uh, he's definitely got more courage than just about every Catholic. In Ireland. Where are the Catholics then? Where are the Catholic Enoch Burks? Like this is really well, enraging. I assumed because he, he was in Ireland. Abortion. I assume because he was in Ireland, he was Catholic. I can't, I, I, I don't know why I thought that. Like, this is really sad to me. Yeah. That's really sad to me. But these are, these are the people that we need to stand up right now. Now, what about the kid in Canada? Do we know, do we know him? He's, He's a Catholic. Catholic school. He's, He's Catholic. Catholic and he, at a Catholic school. Yeah. Good for him, man. Like seriously good for him. Like, and it, and it's not even like, I, I'm not even saying that that kid's going to change the tide or anything. But just to have the, just to have the courage to stand up when all that because you know that kid has everyone in the world telling him to just just give in, just give in, just just make this go away. Yeah. And he just went right back to that school, a Catholic school. There's like nothing sadder than that, man. That's really wild. It's like I, I, uh, I might be wrong about him being Catholic. The kid. Don't yeah. tell me that. Well, hold on. I comment. Yep, here we go. I don't think the student is Catholic. He was on life side. I think. Is it, honestly, guys, this is just sad. Where are where are the Catholic saints? Do you know what the telegram was right? Where are the Catholic saints standing up for this? Like this is where where are all our men of courage? So Taylor Marshall tweeted out today. Why do why does everyone like in the media feel okay to uh, say things about Christianity, but they're terrified of Islam? And one angle you could go with is, oh, because they're cowards and they know, you know, Christians won't do anything and Muslims will. But like, are they the cowards or are we? So according to LifeSite, um, th this kid, Josh Alexander, told LifeSite News that in accordance with Catholic teaching in the Bible, he believes there are only two sexes. So I don't know if he is actually Catholic, but he at least believes in natural it, law. That, that would make it sound like he's Catholic, at least. He believes in natural law. I mean, that's that's a huge, huge plus, right? It's just crazy, like where where we're where we are as a society at this point, man. Like mm -hmm. um, I know Robbie Brown had uh commented on my Twitter and he said uh he he made he he alluded to maybe that the earthquake in Turkey had something to do with the Grammys, but I can't say that because that's why would Turkey's earthquake have something to do with America's despicable behavior? You know, like that's a that's that's a that's a stretch. But I mean, I could totally see Yellowstone blowing soon. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> a continent under. I'm just telling you, man. Like, uh, there's a, I think uh, Billy Graham said once, if God doesn't judge America, he will owe Sodom and Gomorrah an apology. Yes. And that's a, that's a true thing. Like, like we are as bad, if not worse, than Sodom.
Uh, Catholics have wanted to fit in so much with the American culture. We've given up. Look who's here. Look who's here. Minutes are early. No, I told him to, Rob, because I knew you wanted to get off at nine tonight. So um, what we've been doing is asking a guest to pop in around the 845 mark, and then we usually go to 930. But Rob, (laughs) all right, I guess he left. (laughs) He'll be back. So what we've been doing is. Done. I I made made it to our parents. That, That was good. All right. So, yeah, what we've been doing is uh, me and Rob like to warm up alone a little bit because we kind of get into the. So what we realized is like getting I mean, this has been happening over over, uh, you know, the course of since we started the show, we realized like the shows get going around the 30 minute, 40 minute mark, you know, like the first 30, 40 minutes, you're kind of like finding bearing, trying to get your feet on the ground. And then around that 30, 40 minute mark, I feel like we hit our groove. And that's like a perfect. Not because we're waiting for the buzz to start, people. Well, it certainly is. Oh, nice case. Yeah, right? <laughs> just want to show that off. <laughs> so, yeah, so around the 30-minute mark, 35-minute mark is when we kind of hit our groove, and that's a perfect time to bring a guest in, and then they could jump into this nice back and forth we got going. Um, <clears throat> Rick is – Rick just started uh, a new show on – Rick, why don't you tell everybody what your show is? I know You're it's, way better at it than Anthony. Yes, I'm a terrible host. Well, I appreciate you guys inviting me on. As always, I started a new channel one week ago tomorrow called The Daily Mag Dump. Uh, we talk about um, – hold on. I haven't even turned this on. Uh, we talk about firearm news at the federal, state, local level. Um, been averaging about – it's a live stream. Um, so it's on every day, 9 a.m. East, 8 a.m. Central. Uh, and we go for – I go – I when I started planning this back in January, I said if I get about 30 minutes – uh, a day i think that'll be pretty good i'm i'm clocking in today i did over an hour so and that's just oh. me talking about usually five stories um and then uh i'll upload them to the channel i'll upload them to rumble and to odyssey and to a couple other places as well i found out gab tv's kind of i mean i get it because they're working with their own stuff you know they upload like three a month unless you subscribe to gab pro and uh, no thanks. Uh, I Not love what yet. you're doing there. I love what you're doing there, buddy. But I, I ain't giving you money that I don't have. Um, so uh, it's it's been pretty good. The recep- the reception's been very very positive, um, and I've I have some videos have caught a lot of traction. So I'm pretty uh, pretty happy about that. And we'll and and uh, I've had Rob be very supportive. <laughs> like the only he's I, literally Rob is like my one fan at the WNBA game. That's pretty much what it is. <laughs> I've been on a bunch. What are you talking about? Listen, sometimes I'm out in the field and I can't, I can't jump off. But anytime I'm in well, the truck, I always jump in. You do, and I and you, I saw you the other day. It was, it was two of you, and you popped in, and I pre any, you know, anybody um does. It's that, a it's though. a rough slot, a nine a.m. slot, right? Like like you have to you have to be in a you have to have a, a job where that allows you to mm-hmm. to watch stuff. So uh, I would imagine most of your traffic is going to come and you know on yeah. demand replays later yeah. on. But, I absolutely um, agree with that. Are you going to touch on things other than firearm news? Or are you going to mainly stick with just that? Um, it the whole per- the purpose of the, it's just gun talk. It's really just gun talk. I strayed a little bit into some pop culture stuff with this show called The Last of Us. I don't know if any if you guys have heard about. It. <laughs> we just Rick. talked about it for a while. So Rick, we just uh, yeah, we showed you if I watched this show earlier. But <laughs> no, Rick, did you please tell me you discussed episode three? Uh, no, because that's too pop culture, but there was an article, I had thoughts on it, but, um, there was an article about, 
the little girl who can't act, Ellie, and yeah, she's terrible. Her, she's awful. At least with the if the critical drinker tells me she's terrible, then I'm like, okay, she's, she's awful. terrible. Um, but there was an article from Neil Druckmann, who is the showrunner, and he was talking about her infatuation with guns. And so I went out for five minutes. I'm like, no crap, Sherlock. She's in a post-apocalyptic wasteland. I would be infatuated with them too because they keep me alive. Okay, but, let me let me let me yeah. tell you what annoyed me about the gun angle on this show. This people don't understand the subliminal nature of what they try to do, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens is the, there's a there's a man and a young girl. Now the man tells her she wants to carry a gun, and he tells her no. What she does is she sneaks a gun disobedient little girl showing they're trying to get the message across to be disobedient disobedient girl hides the gun now it would be a great if they had shown this disobedient girl hides the gun because she doesn't know what she's doing with it and she accidentally shoots her hand off but that's not what they do what they do is they show the man was stupid for not letting her take the gun and then he winds up in a jam and thank goodness she was disobedient and hid that gun because now she saves his life these these tropes have been going on forever over the especially in the past like two decades or so show the disobedient little rebellious girl who acts like an annoying boy like like if you saw a boy acting like this it would enrage you but they think that this is going to make a girl likable and it's and it's in, it's infuriating because she's an obnoxious petulant little child and she doesn't listen and her disobedience is what saves the day and it's it's really infuriating it's like the disney syndrome you know where the the daughters oh like moana and all that other kind of stuff the daughter the disobedient daughter obviously knows better than the parent parent. you know and it's it's just the subliminal trope that they put in there so let me give you my thoughts about um episode three they figured out the uh they figured out the cheat code because what they've been trying to do is put push LBGT MAP content and it flops like that movie bros. It flopped. Anytime they there's a, it's pushed to the forefront. It flops. So you know what they did? They, they went back to the subliminal message of just two, two guys. And they're just, they, they just fall in love and all. And they, they hit it. But, um, you know, they brought in concert, even though he hates conservatives, but they brought in conservatives, favorite actor, uh, the guy who played, uh, what's his face on, uh, on, on community, Ron Swanson, they bring him in. Even though he doesn't like us, he hates us because uh, he's a raging fat liberal. But they bring him in and they make him a prepper, and everybody's like, "Oh, so good!" Da, 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 da. And they just they and they forced conservatives into this position where he said, "Oh well, well, uh, I I, like just, I wait, this is I literally like what I just did. I don't like the episode, but it was a, it was a well told. Shut the shut up! No, it's not." Rick, let me ask you something. Limited messaging. You must call it out, and that's what they do. They did it in such a way that they forced you back on your heels. They they found the cheat code. You will see that from now on. Rick, let me ask you something. Oh, you, you think how old are you? Garbage. You're you're. I think you're my age, right? You're forty. I'm actually older than you. I'm forty one. Okay. How many years they've been shoving this down our throat? Okay. They've been shoving this down our throat for how many years? Since since you can remember, um, right? Twenty years at least, okay. at least when I started paying attention to films. What's, what's your reaction when you see two men kiss? Um, gagging and, and, <laughs> us and really uncomfortable because it's like this is not. 
What I <laughs> like, it's kind of like uh, from the Swiss Family Robinson. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, yeah. danger. So Dude, there's not a straight person on the planet who sees two men kiss who does not have the gag reflex. It's just what happens. I don't care how many times they try to show it in this beautiful romance. No, I'm sorry. So what they do, what they have done is they've gotten us, especially through shows like Seinfeld and things like that. Over time, they've gotten they've gotten a majority of the culture to go look. What happens in your bed? Uh, whatever. What are you doing private? I don't care the what libertarian, you do. The libertarian argument. But they keep thinking that if they show these romantic stories and showing two guys kiss that we'll get used to it and you'll never. It's the equivalent of watching someone eat feces. You'll gag when you see that. Like, it's just not something you'll ever <laughs> accept. Two things just in time to hear anything ever watch too many kiss. Then why did you stay, Mark? Mark Tudin. <laughs> we're going nowhere. We're gonna we're gonna this is gonna be a fun one. Yeah, so this is literally right before you popped on. That was what we were talking about, is how enraged I was because it goes from from that that love story, which is horrific and disgusting, into the uh medical assistance and dying in Canada story, where the two of them now have a, a suicide together and they try to make it look like it's this beautiful thing. It's just nonstop propaganda shoved down our throats. It's it's really disgusting. Yeah, it, it 100 and that's the only point uh for the show. The show is greenlit and I and I've never played either first or the second Last of Us. I don't The only video game I play is Mario Kart 8. That's it. I play Mario Kart 8 and that's my jam. Uh that's if solid. I, if, you know what I mean? I, you know, What'd you I call him? Ma- uh Mario Kart 8. Mario? That's what he plays. He plays Mario Kart. Oh, I'm sorry. Mario. Uh it's Mario Mo. <laughs> Mario. <whatever. laughs> I'm only half I Italian. You don't it. have to deal with that nonsense. Uh, it's the Irish part of me that will not allow me to say it supposedly correctly. But um, yeah, I'll play that. But I don't play video games, so I don't do that stuff. But I do know from people doing the cultural critiques of them that they just want to go to the second season where or the second iteration where Ellie is just a raging lesbian and the guy is wrong for everything. So they just want to kind of bypass all the first parts. And um, it's it's really one of these these things that the, when any project is greenlit, like the the new Indiana Jones movie, they're, the original plan was to kill him off and put that ugly lady in the trailer to make the, her the new Indiana Jones. But they're actually reshooting it because everybody's like, this is a terrible idea. So, <laughs> you know, Rick, they're doing that with every single movie, right? Like you watched, um, if you watch even the last uh, uh Wolverine movie, right? It was uh, Logan. At the end, he dies, and now the new girl is going to be the new Wolverine. And they, they, dude, I was so hopeful for. um, They, they did that movie. uh, Oh man, I'm never going to remember the name of it. They were telling wrong like I did, and they were telling. Well, they were telling the story. It was one of the King uh, King Arthur tales. um, The Green. Oh, the Green Knight. Right, the Green Knight. And at the end, like the, 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 they butchered the story a little bit, but at the end, he dies and the woman becomes quite like they just are doing it with every single story you see. You've seen even in like everybody talks about how the Avengers was great, but there was this scene that was so corny. And it's like you get all the girls together. It's like girl power, man. It's just like, dude, they're making these young girls watch these movies and they all think that they're like Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. And then what happens is you see a girl go and step to a guy thinking she's Lara Croft, and the guy winds up destroyed, knocks her down, and she's shocked. 
Women yeah. not men. It just doesn't work. It's so absurd what they're doing to these kids. Yeah, too many. There's been too many movies where 94 pound uh, Scarlett Johansson go, you know, participates in a scene with five, Ugh. six foot two, very willing stunt doubles who do all the work for her. And everybody's like, oh, I, I can do that. I can slay queen. I'm like, dude, I'm a fat 41 year old who's pretty out of shape. And you could beat Ronda Rousey up. I'm pretty sure if you gave yeah. me like a month to get back into somewhat shape, I would well, smoke her. The, <laughs> the U.S. Can, boys arm bar me and all that other stuff, but if I connect one time, it's over. The it's, boys under 15 team beat the oh the, the girls. The, yep, the, the U.S. Yeah. soccer team. The, the women's soccer team. No, but I'm not kidding. Like Ronda Rousey, <laughs> who's supposed to be like the top of the lot. Like, let me get my hands on her. She's not getting out of it. Like, I don't care. It's just not happening. Like, and, and like, you'll hear people talk, like, it's just, there are just differences in men and women. Trust me, the girls don't like it either. There was that trans fighter, Fallon Fox, I believe. Oh, she almost went, killed that girl. And, and, and oh, the girl who was geez. talking, she was in the hospital bed. She's like, I punched him or her in the face and I've never felt something so solid in my life because <laughs> I thought my hand was going to break and it was gloved up and everything. She's like, I hit that. I hit her with everything I had in the face. And because it was built differently, it was reinforced. She was like, I almost broke my hand. And and then he absolutely just massacred her. Well, let me let me tell you something. I've had in our notes, Rob, how long have I had this note written in our notes for shows? It says dad's fight stories. It's been in there for weeks. I was wondering, I didn't after the pee bag thing, I didn't want to ask. So okay, so um this has been in there for weeks, and this is a perfect segue into that because when I was growing up, my dad told fight stories. Like my dad was a high school dropout, right? Like he was not a business guy. He was not. My dad's a construction worker from New York. He, all of my dad's stories that he told us kids were fight stories. He glorified fighting in our minds. Like you had to be the tough kid in school. Now I go through school hearing my dad, you know, I'm growing up and I hear my dad's fight stories. And then I'm like, I, I have to be like my dad. So I get in my first fight in like sixth grade and I beat a kid up and I come home and I'm in trouble. And my dad flips out on me and yells at me. And I'm like, you've been telling me fight stories my whole life. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like I, I, I thought I was doing this to impress my dad and my dad flips out on me and gets me in trouble because he told me all these fight stories growing up my whole life. I was getting into fight. I fought all the time as a kid. So these this all these movies you're seeing with these girls like this with going like there it's having an effect on you like you really don't realize i mean if my dad telling me fight stories growing up got me into fights almost every other week growing up in high school i mean to the point where me and my brother i, I can't tell you how many times me and my brother got into all out brawls with five seven kids against the two of us i wouldn't go to parties without my little brother there because i thought i was gonna have to fight 10 kids on my own because every kid in the town wanted to fight me because i kept talking about how tough i was so if you have young girls watching these movies and watching these stories that that where that has an effect on them and they think they need to be tough and that's why you see all these high school girl fights and you you see you it all see the time the, um the, it went viral a couple weeks like maybe early last week where it was that girl that slapped that dude, and the dude just came out and connected. Uh, uh, I was so happy hook, to see that a right hook. He just uh, he just hooked her, and she was just like when I, and I was, was happy a pretty to heated see- debate. It was a pretty heated debate whether that guy should have hit, punched her, or or kind of just you know gave her a nice offensive yeah, lineman shove back to kind of reset the deck. 
it's possible that they're both a-holes. Hmm. Yeah, but it, there also is the the realization that you can get your point across as a man. As Chris Rock famously said, I'll never hit a woman, but I'll shake the crap out of her. I'll yeah. shake the crap out of her. <laughs> so, um, you know, and it's and the 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 idea that he's only he's in he's in maybe eighth grade, ninth grade. He doesn't know. He's just reacting on hormones. And did she ask for it? And and I saw two people that I respect gratefully. One had one was the father of a girl, and one was the father of boys. And the guy with boys said, "Hey, man, that girl asked for it. He connected. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell him great job, but hey, she's at this point equality is equality. She she asked for it. And the guy with the girl is like, you never hit a girl. It's beta move. Blah 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 blah. It was very interesting because I respect both these guys." And they're both very smart, but just the very well. That's why I'm saying it's possible that they're both a holes. Like if if my daughter hit a guy and my and that guy hit my daughter back, I'd want to go break this kid's face open. Like you don't hit a girl. I would never hit a girl. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she was an a hole for doing that, right? Like I also teach my girls, you never hit a guy either, right? Like there's no, there's no. So like yeah, they but they could just both be a holes. Like like the kid could have handled that better. He could have. Like you said, shaking her up or just grabbed her hand, but it went the way it did. I have a friend who um, literally was like, the, would never lay his hands on a woman. Him and his wife were fighting. She was hysterically crying and she starts attacking him, swinging at him, swinging at him. And he just, and she's screaming and the kids are sleeping and he just puts his hand over her mouth. Okay. Just puts his hand over her mouth because he wants her to stop screaming because the kids are there. Now, because she's crying, her nose is stuffed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Dude. Next thing you know, she's on the floor passed out. This guy tells me this story and he's like, Anthony, I thought I killed my wife. You have no idea. He goes, all I wanted her to do was stop screaming. I swear. She was beating the crud out of me. Like, she's literally punching me. He had scratches all over his face. He goes, all I wanted her to do was just get her to stop screaming because the kids were sleeping. Next thing I know, she's blue in the face and she fell down. He goes, thank God she woke up. Like, she just, like, fell down. Like, nothing happened. But, dude, you see was, how, like. He was getting the concrete shoes ready and everything. Yeah. Yeah, he had a call to a lawyer in one hand. He was mixing the concrete in the other. No, that's how easy it can happen, though. Like, it really could happen that easy. So, guys, please. Be oh, Desiree, we waited for you, though. You're late. But we were waiting for the Marion Apparition story for Desiree. So, so Rick, we're going to get into this Marion Apparition story. Let me finish this up. I had yeah, a, dating a girl, and she got so mad at me. Shocking, I know. Um, that she <laughs> finally punched me. And she punched me in the shoulder, and I kid you not. It felt like a mosquito, like bouncing off my arm. And and she was punching with everything she had. <laughs> I started laughing in the middle of this. I'm like, what are, what that's a smart doing? move. And I well, I couldn't, I mean, this was this was the type of fight where, you know, and, yeah. and it wasn't like domestic violence or any kind of stuff, folks. It's just like the girls like just so mad and i'm like you're really hitting me aren't you <laughs> it's like you gotta realize real quick i'm i'm kind of dumb i'm kind of frumpy but <laughs> you, you ain't you ain't wonder woman so just just remember yeah, but rick there was a certain point in my life where my yeah. mother my mother like at a certain point she was hitting me with a broomstick and i was laughing at her right like in my teen years i was i was a rough teen. like if you ask my mother she had nine kids if you ask my mother who was your most difficult it was me for sure. Like hands down, not even close, not even close second, not even close. There was a point where I got my mother so upset. She tried to beat me like, and I just, and I just looked at her. I'm like, stop it. What are you doing? I'm like, what are you doing? 
I'm going to tell you, Father. I'm like, okay, now I'm worried. <laughs> all right. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> all right. Now I'm worried. Settle down. <laughs> Listen, my dad to this day, my dad's hands are like bare hands. Like I, you, you shake my dad's hands. My, my dad's hands are, ju- I told you all his fight stories, right? There was one time where I was, I got in trouble for bad, like uh, talking back to my mom and my, no. I wanted to go, I wanted to go to my girlfriend's house and my dad was upstairs. And I told my mom, I don't give an F. I'm going anyway. And my dad heard it from upstairs. Uh oh. Dude, yeah. my dad all of a sudden he hears feet coming down the steps. <laughs> my stomach drops. Okay. He comes in my room, closes the door, goes over to the blinds and closes the blinds so the neighbors can't see in. <laughs> Dude, my heart's like this. I'm like, oh my God, I'm dead. Oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> My dad was not abusive. Like, I don't take this for it. Like, Listen, I, I mean, you say, like, you know, parents used to put the hit on the kid every once in a while when they needed it. So, dude, you go, you, you say, that. F you, I'm going anyway. I mean, as yeah, a teenage you, kid, your dad's got to come and, like, don't think I'm like saying my dad abused. My dad grabbed me by, dude, when I tell you, he grabbed me by my skin. Okay. Like oh. this. And picked me up, dude. I had black and blues across my chest for a month. Picked me up like this, scared me to the point. I was just sitting up against the wall, like so terrified. So if you think about it, I mean, that's the problem we're seeing in fatherless households. It's just even the threat of the authority. Jason Whitlock likes to call parents your first line of law enforcement, right? They're the ones who are supposed <laughs> to keep things in line. Like my dad, every. every- that of course, Michael. That's the one thing you're like, ooh, you really got you. You really did like that Last of Us episode, didn't you, buddy? But uh, <laughs> no, he's talking about my dad grabbing me. No, I know, I know. <laughs> dude. When I tell you, I have black and blues across my. But he he didn't look. He could have. If my dad hit me in the face, I would have been laid out like a. Now the funny thing about my dad is he would do something like that, and there was a couple of times. Like I could say maybe like three or four times in my life when my dad really like gave me a beating, but I deserved it every single time. But there was uh, every time he would do it, he would storm out of the house and he was just like me. He was a sanguine. So he would have that explosion of anger and then he would calm down and feel horrible about it. He'd come in and he'd hug me and he'd cry and he'd feel so bad about it. Dude, my <laughs> my father, man. this poor guy raised nine kids, dude. I put him through a nightmare of, of a scenario. I felt bad. We should have your parents on one day so they to. can rank all of you. <laughs> dude i'm telling you you'd have no idea there's none of my siblings gave my parents the time i gave it like they my mother will tell you to this day anthony made me think i was going to go into an insane asylum like she thought she was gonna have to get locked up in south oaks the only thing stronger than dad strike this old man strike. yeah my dad i think my dad could still kick my ass and he's in his mid-60s oh yeah absolutely well, you you, you'll never be able to, to fight your dad because you just can't. There's some kind of <laughs> lock. You just can't do it. No matter yeah. how big and strong you are, your dad is your dad. Let's get to the Marion Apparition. Well, even before that, while we're staying on this subject, because there's a there's, okay. So my dad's upbringing. I only want to say this because if 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 my family ever heard that I mentioned this, I might get they might be upset. But um, remember the last time you said someone's not ever going to watch this. Well, here's the thing. My dad had a very hard upbringing. And my dad's dad was very abusive. My dad's dad would throw him downstairs. Now, my dad's dad was so hard on his kids that my dad's youngest brother, when he was 17 years old, took his own life. And the note 
that he left said f you dad mm. like you 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 want to talk about damaging yeah. So there is a line there. So that's the only reason I bring that up because yes, a, a father needs to be strict, but a father cannot be too strict and he cannot be too. Yes. There's a, there's it needs a, to be done in, in love. it needs to be done in love and it can't be done out of anger and it can't be done. So there is now m- when that happened with my uncle, he was 17 when he took his life. I was, I think nine or 10. This was right around the time my parents went to Medjugorje. My father went to Medjugorje, had a conversion, came back. My dad, before he left, was a different guy than when he came back. And a lot of that has to do with this whole scenario of his youngest brother taking his life and the note he left for his dad. And it's it's a very, you know, I, I try to share a lot on this show. Like, I really, I don't hold anything back. And, you know. Oh, you don't say. But the, but I say it for a reason. I hope that there's some kind of lessons that can come out of this stuff. Um, Anthony, did, oh, she already said that. Okay, Anthony needed new teeth. So, all right, let's get to the Marion Apper. Just all I say is love your children. You can discipline, but always, always with love because you don't want to be that dad that has that guilt that he was too hard on his kids either. Rob, are you having? A, is it happening Rob, right now, buddy? What's that? Because Mary is oh behind you, Rob. Mary is there. <laughs> All right. We plan this. We plan this silly bit out. Is, <laughs> is Streamlight sponsoring your Marion apparition? <laughs> so before the show, before the show, I go, Rob. I go, Rob, before we get to the Marion apparition bit, you should flash a flashlight on you. We'll pretend we see Mary in the background. No, I hope that's not sacrilegious or anything. We were just trying to be a little silly because this supposed Marion apparition is a bit much. To me, it's. A pretty bit. silly. All right, so let's play it, and then we exactly that's what it is. We have a few things to add to it, and Desiree's in the comments tonight, and Desiree had a funny, funny tweet response to it. So let's play the video real quick, and let's see if you guys haven't seen it. This is in Kenya that they think that they saw uh, Mary appearing in the church. I don't know how they thought that, but okay, we'll see. I'm gonna end it because it it doesn't get any different. It doesn't get any better. That. I don't but know what, what they're. I want to point out is everyone talks about how the dancing and uh, all, all that in Africa is all their culture and stuff. If that's their culture, why was that a 1960s American English uh, like you know folk song playing? Can you put Desiree's tweet up? Yes. So Desiree's tweet literally gave me a belly laugh. This reminds me of, you know, when you have a nice full moon out and you t- try to take a picture with your camera and then it, it never comes through. Connor says, I don't get it. So Desiree writes, maybe she was there to tell those people to be quiet, sit down their sons. <laughs> They're hooting and hollering in there. Dude, Desiree is 
gangster, bro. She is so funny, man. Uh, but if the, if the Blessed Virgin shows up in front of me, the last thing I'm going to do is act like it's a, it's a Billie Jean concert. Uh, that's dropping to my knees. And yeah, I'm probably not saying up my that. rosary. Yeah. So, so um, I, you guys follow James the Catholic, right? Uh, the Nigerian trad, Texan trad. Yeah. He actually said when he was in Nigeria, there was this um, like a almost a it was kind of like prom- like people were dying to see Marian Marian apparitions. Like it was like this thing where like the, everyone was always on the lookout for them. Now, there's a fake apparition site near me called Our Lady of the Roses, uh, Bayside Queens. And I know I'm going to catch hell for saying that because people <laughs> really think this one's real. But it's just like we we are in a time where people are so desperate because like we're we have a lack of fathers that we're like, maybe mom's coming to save us, you know, and it's. Um, yeah, like even Adrian says, like the clergy in that video are like, what are you people even looking at? Like, it looks like a stained glass window and light might be coming through it up on the wall. So the goof was Rob flash a flashlight in the background. We'll, we'll say it was, you know, the Virgin Mary coming in. Well, I didn't know which one they were looking at. Were they looking at the sunspot or were they looking at like the the very, I, very hard to see stained glass road? I think but, it's like- the I, like, All right, I, I guess I'll clap, but uh, you know, you know what it reminds me of, Rob. Put put up what it reminds me of. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, put up what it reminds me of. It reminds me of this. Oh, now it's the Subruder film. Somebody saying down into the left. <laughs> it reminds me of Jesus toast. You guys remember Jesus toast? <laughs> years ago there was somebody who put their, to- their bread in the toaster and it came out and they were like jesus appeared to me on my toast and the it's first like, thing they did with it put it on ebay for 25 grand of course they did because the husband went outside with a little bit of a you know a heat gun and he made that shape on the toast and rob made a really good point before uh when i was texting him about this he goes this this kind of stuff just kind of makes catholics look silly right it really mm. does oh yeah it's a bad look yeah one hundred. Um, in, in every other approved apparition, how how have people react? The slice of Turin. The sli- I think it was Adrian's line first. The slice yeah. of Turin. Yeah, that's a winner. That's a winner. I don't care. That's fantastic, dude. We have some funny, funny viewers, man. It's so bad, but yeah, it's like what like sometimes we're just so desperate for the miraculous, right? I also think it's a it's also a, a symptom of social media culture uh, of trying to go viral and trying to. I mean, you know, it's it seems very planned because are you telling me that p- uh, pianist just <laughs> decided to start playing that? Like they're like, oh, oh, there's people screaming. Oh, there's Mary. I'm just going to play this one right now. That's right. Come on. It's Mary, John. Yeah. Let's go, go, go. (laughs) You look, Bernadette fell to her knees. All the other, all the other like apparitions where they actually do see Mary, everybody fall. And I'm not, look, I'm not even judging these people because maybe they really did think, um, maybe they really did think that they were seeing something, right? I mean, it could have just been light reflecting. I'm not trying to judge these people. It's just Sometimes we're so desperate for the miraculous that we we try to put it in places where it's not. But we we've, and- we've heard other you know 
when she's been seen, you know, bright as the sun, terrible as 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 the stars. Uh, and then they're like, oh, yeah, and she looks like the stained glass window on the, onto the side. It's like, no, <laughs> not everything. Like, is inflation that bad that Marian apparitions have gone down as well? Because, <laughs> like, we've seen, like, other Marian apparitions, she's staining the wall. Like, at, at, apparition? At, or whatever. Apparition. Yeah, our, 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 like, um, I haven't had around Anthony too long. I can't speak. Well, that's what it is. It's an apparition, so it's not real. And that's why I'm like that. our standards have dropped so drastically, especially in the modern era. There's um, there's no, a uh, Tupac holograms were way better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way definitely. better. <laughs> there's a there's actually I would love to watch it in Telegram with you, Rob, and maybe stream it with everybody. There's a there was in it was like 1999 when everybody thought Y2K was coming, mm-hmm. and there was this this series on CBS where they went across the world looking at miracles, and they actually found a woman who got the stigmata and like on film. There's some really great miracles. Like they had like some awesome things. I'll I'll find it and maybe we'll do it in the Telegram one day and we'll we'll stream it and we'll watch it with everybody because uh, her name is Katia Rivas. That she got the stigmata every Good Friday, she would get it. And they film her, she has nothing. And as they film it, they show her hands start bleeding, her feet start bleeding. She gets all the all the five wounds of Christ. And it's a it's a pretty intense thing, but it's it's nothing like this. Now, I don't know if there's any tricks going on behind the scenes or anything, but it was definitely a, a really awesome uh series to watch. It was it's really just uh one like an hour and a half episode of all these different miracles. They go around the world. They find, um, they find a, a bleeding host and you know, the, it, it's, it, it was pretty cool. It might be a good idea to watch that in telegram. I mean, if you, if you want to look at another potential miracle and compare the two and see which one is, is more realistic, I would say the, um, the announcement Egypt. of father Hollowell. Oh, wow. From is, Lords. It's probably way more indicative of a miracle, right? Because you have a guy who, who, you know, decided to offer up his suffering and then was, was kind of very quiet and private about it all. Right. Like got off social media posted some updates about his health, but he got off social media. This happened months ago and he was, you know, didn't hit social media with it. And I think he probably just decided to come out with it now because I imagine it's probably been submitted for like investigation and we probably would hear about it soon anyways, that, you know, that just seems so much more uh, authentic. You want to know what's sad about that is that that video should have 20 million views. And instead, I think it's only got like 5,000, like Steve Cunningham texted this to me. He goes, yeah, you'll see, you know, uh, Francis promotes heresy. He'll have a, a million views on it and something like that. Ten thousand. It's like, guys, this is like a legit. This is a priest who offered it, up his life for suffering for the souls who have, for the people who have endured abuse at the hands of the church, and he got a brain tumor when he did that, and then God healed him. He allowed him to go through that suffering, and then God healed him. It's a beautiful he, story. He was treated through the Mayo Clinic. So number one, you know, it's the best medical care. But number two, you also know that they have done every scan on him imaginable, pretty much continuously for the last few years. So. Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling there's going to be some very, very solid evidence of this coming out, which is good. 
Yeah, I don't also, think he would have came out and said it if it wasn't. Right. Also, this is a good hypothetical. Could Connor get the stigmata? Well, Connor does have arms. They're just not full arms, is what he told me recently. Yeah. I think it's I believe you can. possible with God. All things are possible with God. Um, I, I do want to jump. You take it as a joke or take it as a, a statement of fact. No, way all things are possible it. with God. <laughs> um, I do, I do want to go back a little bit, Rob. We had the one more where the, the which goes back to the videos we were talking about earlier. Uh, the mother who, um, there was a mother who was actually bringing her children up in the ideology that we were talking about before and realized what she was doing and realized she was in a cult and then suddenly stopped. So, Rob, why don't you pull that video up? Because we do have to get off in 10 minutes for Rob. He, and, I, and I feel like I am leaving the cult because that's what it felt like to me. He said to me, mama, this is your fault. You changed my name. So imagine had we not, you know, had we not realized our mistake and you go 10, 20 years into the future. Imagine that mama, this was your fault then, you know, to understand that again, it wasn't uh, about being innately trans, but rather a defense. And he had that defensive reaction to other things in his life as well. So that was part of us really putting the, you know, whether you call it like unraveling it or, or putting the pieces together, it helped our insight to really see um, what was going on at a deeper level. And that's what the ideology stops you from doing. You mm -hmm. just say, this is this uh, period. There's no understanding of what's underneath. Um, so I want to speak to the idea. Like, I think an interesting part of my story is like how I'm here today talking to you about this. Um, because when I, uh, when I made that decision, when my partner and I said, we're going to hold our son in this futility that he can't be a girl, you know, we came to that from, um, from the process that I'm describing to you, you know, really looking at these different layers of attachment, development, maturation, what pieces of it were about being highly sensitive, how we had led him on was a core of that for me, like I've spoken to and taking responsibility for that. Um, we came to that decision without for me without seeing outside the belief system. Yeah, I think that was amazing that she realized that. I would have liked it more if she had been brave enough to show her face because I really think we need these Enoch Burke type figures to come out and just say, look, this is nonsense. But everybody's so afraid that they're going to be Yeah, but the, the Lavender Mafia will be after her in no time. And she doesn't have the resources to fight off that. And I get it. You know, we're supposed to suffer and so forth, but you know, baby steps, I would say. It's good that yeah. she came She came out and said that. So, Connor, the thorn stigmata would be uh, the crown of thorns, and it would also be the, the spear in the side, I would imagine. So the crown of thorns obviously would be the thorn stigmata, but um, so I get um, cluster headaches. And there was a point when I first converted, and I would not suggest anyone doing this. Um, when I first started learning about, like, um, redemptive suffering and how we're supposed to offer up our sufferings to, you know, join them to the cross of Christ. I had actually said, God, I don't have any suffering in my life. If there's anything I can offer. A lot. And I started getting these cluster. <laughs> you headaches. literally said that. <laughs> and I, Rick's like, oh, rookie mistake. It was so bad. You know, dude. 
It reminds me real quick. I played my first season of rugby and it was the second to the last game. And I looked at my coach and said, Hey, I got through it without a sprained ankle or any injuries. Boom. He's like, you didn't say that. Did you blew up my ACL the next game? True story. Yeah. It's not something I would suggest anybody does because I've, I will tell you for the past 20 years, I have been suffering from cluster headaches and I regret every saying that ever since. I don't in a way, because I you, look at it. Do, uh, do you happen to know if you're, your wife said that before she met you. <laughs> <laughs> that poor woman. Purgatory uh, every day. Yeah. <laughs> the walking I, indulgence. Oh <laughs> man, my wife. My wife has a walking indulgence for dealing with me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Rick, I promise you, you're easier than I am. <laughs> yeah, you put that to the test. I was in Long Island like three weeks ago. What were you doing? I was and up there for that. Uh, Ipsin, uh, Ipsips, or whatever it's called, ISILIP or whatever it. I slip. It's I ten slip. minutes from me. Why would you I, not? Why would you not tell me? I was because there, it's ten minutes from you. Twenty-four hours for a baptism. My my brother-in-law flew into MacArthur. Uh, no, we went to St. Mary's. No, I'm uh, saying you flew into MacArthur Airport. No, we flew, yeah, we flew into MacArthur. Um, I would have picked uh, you up and drove you your baptism, Rick. I know, I know, dude. But it was one of these things where it was just we were we were barely there, 24 hours because we were there. <laughs> What parish? Uh, he knew the hello and the goodbye would have taken longer the than the time. It, it, my brother-in-law's wife's parents, my brother-in-law's wife's from Long Island. Since they're in the military, they're moving around. They they don't they didn't belong to a church when their baby was born, so nobody would baptism because the six-month rule and all that kind of nonsense a lot of churches make you go through. Yeah. So her dad's like, I'm I'm a knight of Columbus up here in Ipsit or whatever you guys call it. I slip. I slip, lips thy whatever. Um and uh, we can get him baptized up here. And they asked my wife and I to be the godparents. So we flew up there and, you know, we stayed at the. Rick, you could have stayed at my house with me. Dude, I know. I know. I, I would have put you I, up. The thing. And I, I would have drove you to the airport. I don't want to intrude, man. I don't know. Nah, but I would at least take you out to dinner or something. I, I mean, I was thinking about it, but we had to spend time with her family and all that stuff. So yeah. I would have loved to. I would have loved to see you in person. I would have taken you out to dinner, you and your wife. Oh, I know. I would have been, 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 been nice. Yeah. I mean, believe me, if I come to Texas, I'm intruding. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm on air right now. I have a spare bedroom. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're good. The, the thing um, is, is very big, so it depends on where you are. Trad, trad, uh, the trad boys probably have to take care of you first. But uh. <laughs> so, listen, Rob does have to pop off tonight. He has a lot of stuff he's backed up on. I think this is one of the best shows we've done in a long time, man. We had nonstop action for everybody. We went through a lot of videos. We got to see our friend Rick, who we haven't talked to in a while, mm -hmm. man. That's good. I think we didn't even a, a bring up the beef he tried to start with us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Running out facts, gentlemen, is not starting beef. No, and the Fair. funny thing is, the, the funny thing is, the best thing you could do is start a beef with another show, especially if it's a fake beef, because everybody starts going, "What's going on there? What's yeah. going on there?" Right. We got it. We have to. We have to do something. To, it's slow, man. Got to drum up the ratings. Got to drum up the yeah. drama. So. Don says not enough liturgy talk. I hope you guys. Uh, I really hope everybody enjoyed tonight. We, this is kind of what Rob and I do like to do. Like we yeah. find some stuff that's going on and we just goof up. We're nowhere near as organized as Rick Barrett is when he does news from the pew. We like to like Rick, you're we've, we've spoken many times about what a organized host you are, how you know how to hand it to, okay, what's your shot? What's your opinion? We talk over each other on this show. We're very unorganized. You guys should, I mean, his, his new show he, first episode comes out. And he's got all the graphics, 
the music, the inch. It's like, holy crap, we've been doing this for eight months with our show, and he's light years ahead of us. I mean, you want to you When I lost my other gig, I had a month to literally do practice sessions. So if you look at my stream yard history, it's 30 <laughs> episodes um, where it started practice. at 30 minutes. And then by January 31st, it was up to 55, 60 minutes. And I was practicing doing the the the, the transitions. And I still haven't figured out the video thing, Rob. Well, wait, 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 ahead of me on that. Real quick, it's Michael, Wontaw, I know very well because I grew up in Levittown. My cousins grew up in Wontaw. So you had Island Trees was Levittown and you had um, uh, oh, what's the other what's the other school district? We, we were very, very uh, combative with Wontaw, but I had cousins that went to Wontaw and I went to Island Trees in Levittown. I know Wontaw very well. So if you have family there, I know them very well. Um, the thing, I got some inside baseball though, Rob. When Queen Elizabeth died, Rick wanted me on news from the pew. And Cunningham shot it down. Cunning. <laughs> That's because he's smart. Cunningham shot it down. I didn't know better. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. That's, Cunningham's hey, gonna get it. <laughs> Anthony he's, should he's try to pronounce the my own father of Catholic media. What do you want, man? What do you want? I just yeah. play. I just do what he tells me. So I'm gonna try, I'm gonna take a shot at this. I'm gonna take a shot at that. What is it? Pequinock? <laughs> I hope that's right. It, it almost sounds like Rhode Island, so I bet. I, I bet Rick can do it. Pequinock, I believe. Uh, I'm going to say Pequinock. No, Peak. Pequinock. I believe it's Peak. Get out of here. That's an Indian name. Yeah. Kevin says no. The last time we talked about them, we got yeah. a strike. Yeah, let's not bring the savages up. We don't want to get a strike. Pequinock? <laughs> That's stupid. Whatever. We got to go out with a bang, Rob. We got to go out with a bang. <laughs> Nobody's listening at the yeah, he was right. Pequinock. All right, Kevin. I don't I'm not good at pronunciations. Dude, you, know, you know what video we should have done tonight? Pequinock. You know, you know what video we should have done tonight? We should have done the, the pizza place getting robbed. Oh, and the guy just <laughs> hold him up. Oh, yeah. Mayes can't leave. <laughs> That's the video you know, we should have you know done tonight. Up when you walked in, when it was five fat, overweight white guys who were not scared one bit, when you were like, I'm robbing this place. And they're like, Yeah. Dude, <laughs> they're like, Those guys. Well, those guys. Those guys. First off, the guy comes in with his hood on, like he's all. Ja- this guy comes in with a chair, and he's just like, "What?" And once that the 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 fat guy, the fat guy behind the counter, once he got a hold of that guy's neck, he was dead. That that he can't that kid around like, the neck. Grabbed him like this with his rubber glove on, and they just put him on the ground. Bro, they were sitting there. They're taking a stick. They're jamming the stick on the guy. When this guy gets up, there's a pool of blood on the floor. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. It's like, bro, what are you thinking? You're going to go rob a business. You don't rob Italians or, or Irish. Like, those guys are going to kill you. Yeah, they've been waiting, too. They're waiting for these opportunities. <laughs> It's like it's a slow Tuesday. Good. <laughs> they were excited about it. It's like the it's like the, it's like the video with the other guy who goes in to rob the diner, and the one guy's sitting there and he's strapped, and the guy walks past him, and the strap guy just goes pop 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 pop, pop and just lays the guy down, and the guy's just like, did that guy ever get charged, Rick? Oh, the ta- the the taqueria guy. Uh, last time I heard, they were looking for him, but they did not say that that anything was going to go on past that. I, there I, was a I big deal the cops they, did not work too hard. The, the, the thing, the problem was, is that they discovered the guy who went in was a fake gun. It wasn't a real gun. 
That's not his no. fault, though. But it's not the. It's still not the guy's fault. I had. Right. I mean, if we had more time, I would talk about the fact that the first three shots were good. Were were legal. Once stuff. he's on the ground and Once he shoots he again, ground, that's when you have a problem. You got to stop. And uh, and I know adrenaline's pumping and stuff like that, but the prosecution is going to take because there's five factors, and I can talk about this another time that you can get out of use use for justified self defense. And I think one of them. Is, uh, is you know he's no longer a threat when he's on the ground. Once, yeah, once he's no yeah. longer a threat. You no, know, you got to pull back, and a lot of people it's tough because the adrenaline's pumping, and then and they got that they're just pulling that trigger until it's empty. A lot of times. Well, you got that. that story, and then you got the rancher in Arizona with a illegal crossed on his property, and the and the rancher, yeah, took him out, and they he's seventy two years old, and they arrested him. So if you guys want to tune into Magnum tomorrow, I'm sure Rick will be addressing that story i gotta find that story but yes i will totally find that story is a rancher in arizona an illegal crossed on his property 72 years old he put the guy down they set his bail at a million dollars he said his wife is home alone she needs his help and they still would not reduce his bail so yeah that doesn't i'm going i'm gonna say tune in to mag dump tomorrow 9 a.m and you guys will hear about that story uh <laughs> this this was a fun show man it was i always love coming on thank you guys I hope you guys all leave comments for us. I hope that you guys all enjoyed this as much as I enjoyed doing it. Rob has a lot of work to get to. Rick, what else? What's When's the next news from the few episode? Thursday. It'll be on Thursday. Um, we don't really know what we're going to talk about until <laughs> we really just fire off in the signal chat at like noon on Thursday. What are we talking about? And we kind of just throw something together real quick. If I mean, you could do it. After, planet, you, so we already has like 9,000 stories that he can talk about. So of course, if you could do it after 5 p.m., Send me the link. Don't tell Cunningham, and I'll surprise you. Gee, I'd like to keep. I, I already, I already lost uh, one one job with the broadcasting. <laughs> I'll straighten that Cunningham. I'll go down to North Carolina and I'll straighten him right out. He has no Let's idea. Do it this who he's way, Rick. All those fails. We're rock bottom, and you're always welcome here. Oh, always, rock brother. Bottom. I think rock bottom <laughs> daily mag dump right now as I'm trying to build that sucker up. But uh, but that's, that's oh it's it's a it's a gun channel. It will get views. I'll be fine. No, I've actually got some very good traffic on it. Just right? stick with it, bro. You're doing okay, five days a week. Just stick with it. You'll results. be good. The results aren't great. They're not bad, but they're all right. Better than I want them to be. It's better How than can anybody not like Rick Barrett. Right I was gonna say just do Joe Biden. He's talking on the State of the Union. It's probably a hologram. Not like Trump. I'm there. I'm drinking whiskey. Joe hologram. Trump there. So. The funny thing is, we're up against him live tweeting oh, yeah, the State everyone. of the Union right now. Like this, that's why we went from 50, 50 live viewers to thirty because I think right now you have Biden doing a State of the Union and Trump yeah. live broadcasting yeah, from right him. Now. <laughs> yeah, we've dropped uh, five viewers since these comments came up. So never mind. speech. Rick really does have a great green screen. Mine's terrible. Look, look, wait. You can actually wait. see your chair, buddy. <laughs> Mine, you can see. Yeah. Mine's terrible. You got to move ghetto. that chair, bud, because it's really hard to look at you standing outside that castle with that uh, uh, you know, that wicker chair from Pottery Barn hanging out in the. In the <laughs> Where is it? Oh, that's that's my wife's laundry basket. <laughs> there it is. Now he's back in yeah. front of the castle. He got put. He gets put in the laundry room. Dude, and you have no idea. A website called Pex. I'll send it to it called Picabay, and they have all these videos, and you can upload them. What do you, do you use OBS for the green screen? No, we do it right from uh, right from. Oh, yeah, uh, you, 
You can use, you can upload any of those. So I mean, see, I'll just I like, it, dude. My wife would relegate me to like the Seven Eleven down the road if she could. She wasn't. Even, she doesn't even. She is disgusted that I do this every week. I have no idea. <laughs> she's not. See, she's I not like, a happy kid. I like mine. I, that's pretty dope. I like <laughs> very Iron Man. <laughs> Nineteen eighty four. Nice. I like it. Obey Rob. <laughs> oh, look, State, of the, State of the Union right here, guys. <laughs> Judas says our show is bread and circuses. I love it. <laughs> really? Is. State of the uh, Union is the biggest like waste and, of and, life. And Angel is shooting out the, the white power symbol for some reason. Is that an A-OK? Is that, is that the symbol? You don't do white power <laughs> here. Excuse me. There are good people on both sides. So I don't know if uh, if we want to talk about that. And Angela Erickson, whatever your name is. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, do you remember that show when she kicked me out of the house and I was streaming from the boat in the in the driveway? <laughs> I was streaming from your the driveway. Rob, amazing, I will say that. I'm sorry, Anthony. Your dedication is amazing, Rob. You, yours is always obviously amazing because you put up with it every week. So, <laughs> dude, we are we are a great team, man. We're, we're like the dynamic you really duo. Are. You guys, we're gonna, you guys are awesome, and I love. We're gonna stick here. with Thank this, you. and we're gonna keep going. We we realized today uh, that like. I would say more pinky in the brain than the <laughs> What we realized today is the, the, the news from the Pew crew, our traditional transmissions crew, and like maybe a couple other guys are the guys we got to stick with because meaning a Catholic. We, yeah, meaning a Catholic. Whenever we stray outside of that, we always have drama and stuff going on. And it's, we're going to stick with the, with the, with the foes we know. <laughs> yeah, right. And, right. and Angela's on my wife's side. I'll kill you. <laughs> nah, not happening. So, all right, let's wrap this up, Rob. Rick, thank you so much for coming on, man. Anything you got to promote, you let us know. We'll help you out with it. I appreciate you guys so much. Y'all have a great night. God bless. Yep, you too.